Hey friends, we got a lot of new stuff coming at ya, but today we've got an encore episode. That's right, I'm still single, I still haven't tried women, and once you listen to today's episode, that'll make more sense. Welcome new listeners, we are happy to have you here, and we are excited to bring you Gary Kremen, yet again, the founder of online dating, aka the man who ruined my life. It's a great interview, and I hope you enjoy it. See ya! Hey, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls, One Podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. We're so happy that you're here. So to briefly tell you who we are, Allie and I are performers who've been performing internet material live on stage using the internet as our script for a lot of years. Uh, We went down a lot of weird wormholes and fascinating wormholes, and we learned a lot about different communities. From there, we made a web series called Two Girls, One Show, which you can find on hoohaha.com. Matt, don't echo me, please. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, man. I thought it was over. Anyway, um, we made a web series where we did these interviews. We went on scripted adventures. And from there, we decided the interviews were so awesome that we wanted to make this podcast with Matt and The Daily Dot. And, you know, here we are. Yo. Boom. Hello, Matthew. (laughs) How are you guys? We're great. Pretty well. Pretty well. Today, we have a really freaking cool show. It's a little monumental. Now, you guys know that I have talked a ton about online dating, and it's always tragic. Today, we are going to meet the founder of online dating, and that is not an overstatement. We are speaking to Gary Kremen, who founded Match.com. So this guy truly, truly was a pioneer, as I say a lot on the show. I know. And is the founder of online dating, which is really actually, I mean, the, the story is incredible. Uh, we'll see yeah. how much we get to cover today, but it's really pretty wild, and it really changed i think not just dating but it's changed a lot of the way like the ways that he, that people interact on the internet and i think it's also a major contributor to text culture ali you know what i wanted to say i'm so glad you said he's a pioneer because that was in my brain as well but also he birthed it which is a little bit of so empire. he's a mother he, <laughs> yeah he, he's he's an empire yeah as well yes he's an empire um, <laughs> and also he's a visionary and wow, we haven't used that word on this show yet. But yes. He really is because the story yeah. is so fascinating about how um, his team was against him and wanted to just like put newspaper personals online and like give newspapers the technology. And of course, they were moving too slow. And, and the whole thing is really kind of wild. Speaking of newspaper personals, um, in preparation for this, I was thinking a lot about like what what dating was like before we had online dating. And I completely forgot because we were too young to do it, that you used you could place dating personals in a newspaper. Do you know that that was a thing? Yeah. And I mean, that other than meeting people the old fashioned way, I mean, in terms of, yeah, in terms of dating services, that was pretty much the only thing that was available, I think. Although I'm, I'm really excited to ask him what the landscape was like before he invented Match.com. Me too. I, I was looking up some newspaper personals just because I was curious. I was like, what did these look like? Because oh, definitely, shit. I, was not, I wasn't reading them as a kid. I mean, they're kind of similar to what you might read on dating sites today. But like, here's one. For example, it says forever single. And like, that's the title of it. And the person says, Fooey says this very attractive, slim, successful male professional, 30, who is more sensitive than Mother Teresa, more lovable than E.T., wiser than Yoda, and more modest than a presidential candidate. Seeking seeking a pretty, slim, warm female, warm, who warm. yearns she for better not be dead. <laughs> not dead. She better be warm. A serious relationship that is more fun than humans being should be allowed to have. <laughs> um, wow. I found a few of these, and they are really, it's like, it seems like they're from the 1950s, but they're from the, well, this one's from 84, actually. <laughs> I love that you found that. Wait, what else did you find? Um, okay, hold on. We might was that, need to cut out that was very, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, that was like significantly more poetic and informative than anything I've ever seen on Tinder. I know. I mean, which okay, match the match group now owns, but yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Okay. The Purpose of Life is the title. Revealed here for the first time fun, intimacy, bearing witness to each other's days and nights, creativity, sensuality, lazy Sundays, art, music, and with the right person raising children. Very bright, attractive 31-year-old man seeks pretty gal in her 20s with similar oh, views. Oh, God. <laughs> similar views, prominent ideals, and prominent derriere. 
who is not the type to answer an ad like this. <laughs> oh, that guy nowadays would be sending dick pics. I know. That's 1985. <laughs> wow. I I just love how it wasn't even a thing back then to be like, yo, I'm like 40 years old. I'm seeking an 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> What's changed? <laughs> so the other thing is that personals were considered like pretty lowbrow and dirty. And like now they're like love letters. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how far I we've know. fallen. And communities were so small. Like if these were in local newspapers... I, I guess they were anonymous, right? But I would still yeah. Be but do you think they could identify the person? I'd be like, oh, Probably. that guy—he's friendlier than ET. I know who this dude is. <laughs> he's wiser than Yoda, and he's as humble as president. Uh, Frank, totally. I knew it. Yeah, from the corner <laughs> store. <laughs> Although humility, humility, and presidency don't—I don't know about those anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that definitely was. I don't Talk know about, about the, the perfect the perfect ad from 1984. Let me reference every popular Spielberg movie you know, from that <laughs> yeah. era, from that year, and uh, we'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he met the woman of his dreams based on that too. You know. Now here's so. the real question: Does he look like a combo of Yoda and ET? Because <laughs> <laughs> this man. was the number one problem with these personals: is it was too anonymous and there were no photos. Think how long it would take to set up a date. You would compose that. It would take you like two weeks to write that. <laughs> then you would send it into the local paper another two weeks. <laughs> yeah, how long would you it take to publish some... it? Yeah, <laughs> like at least a year would go by before you got a date, probably. Have you guys seen the video dating uh, archives from the 80s yes. that, that ended up yes. on YouTube a couple years yes. back? Yeah. Yes, It's exactly it's what incredible. you just read, but in video form, and it's amazing. Right, with big hair, yeah. Listeners, yeah. if you haven't watched that, you are doing yourself a disservice. It's just so great to see how people put themselves out there and like what was considered attractive. And, um, it's also and it was so dated, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I know. It's like so like the crazy 80s. graphics. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm really excited about today's show. I'm excited to speak to Gary, but we do need to take a break. I'm sorry. Also, but let's we be have serious, to. Matthew. You're not excited. You don't care at all about online dating and you don't know what it is. Or maybe you're really interested as like, how, how does the other half live? This is what I'm saying. Like, what's internet dating? I've never even heard of it. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. All my non-single friends like to swipe through my dating apps. I'm, I'm sure they do for you too, right, Ali? I, yeah. I like oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Matt, why yeah. have you... A single friend of mine a while back like showed me Tinder like in the earlier days of Tinder. I was like, whoa. whoa. Okay, yeah, what Matt, has become of the world? Why have you not taken mine and Jen's phone and just swiped for us? Please do that. <laughs> I think that is a producerial duty of yours. <laughs> I will produce your date. All right. Let's take a break because apparently breaks make you more productive. So let's do it, guys. It's true. It's true. But but before we do that, we have to have trivia. I'm sorry. I know. I know. You think it's federally (laughs) legislated. What's wrong with you? I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Today's episode is about online dating, but the concept of computer matchmaking has actually been around since the mid-1960s, going going way back to the beginning of computers. The first digital dating service in the U.S. was created by two guys in a Harvard dorm room in 1965. Sounds a little familiar, don't you Mm -hmm. think? Yeah, what's up with that? All right. For $3, college-age singles could mail in a questionnaire about themselves, and this questionnaire included things like do you believe in a God who answers prayer and is extensive sexual activity in preparation for marriage part of growing up? These were some of the questions that would like test compatibility. Do you know what I love there? Extensive. Just extensive. The, the inclusion of the, the 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 word extensive. That's uh, correct. I thought that Matt was going to tell us he'd give us $3 if we got it right, but it turns out that's not what you were saying. <laughs> no, no. That is just the premise of this question. Uh, right. But then to top it off, clerical workers would then type the questionnaires manually into an IBM computer, which was about the size of a bus. Uh, and it would it would imprint onto punch cards. This is the old ye olden days of punch card computing. And then the computer would cross-reference the answers and spit out five potential m- matches. And then those matches were mailed back to the applicants by you know U.S. postal mail and with the addresses and I think phone numbers of the matches. And then it was up to you to like call them up, send them a letter, etc. That is the dreamiest shit I have ever heard. The question though from this crazy time is, 
what was this early computer dating service called? It was actually a business that was uh, presented to the public. And what did they call it? Here are your choices. A, matchmaker, matchmaker. <laughs> okay. B, yes, yes. <laughs> B, compatibility. Just That's compatibility. Yeah. Or C, Operation Match. <laughs> I feel like the answer is C, but I'm gonna go with Fiddler on the Roof A. I'm gonna go with compatibility. Okay. Simple, to the point, yeah. Okay. We will find out the correct answer after the break. So guys, Matt's always telling us like not to talk about sex so much. We know like some of you are into it, some of you are whatever, but like if you need more sex in your life and love and dating and relationships and all of that, we have a podcast to recommend for you. It's called Seek Treatment. They are so fun. They almost make me want to move back to New York so that they would maybe hang out with me. Oh, well, when you come to visit, let's meet up. It's Catherine Cohen and Pat Reagan. Pat and Kat. Pat Kat. And they have a guest on every week and they're just dishing the dirt. You really feel like you're right there with them. And they're also comedians, so it's hilarious. It, it is It is a fun time and you should check out Pat and Kat. I believe they also refer to themselves as shy, slutty, psycho bitches. So uh, that alone should intrigue you to seek treatment. <laughs> yeah, how do you not want to hang out with that? So check it out. Seek treatment. Uh, you can find it. We're not actually telling you to seek treatment we're telling you to look up this podcast but uh, look up seek treatment wherever you find your favorite podcasts and let us know what you think and now a heartwarming tale of boy meets girl a real misconnection advertisement entitled we kissed at midnight then you ran away woman for man 25 downtown from the dating website that brings all the boys to the yard craigslist.org you. 5'8", scruffy, glasses, wearing a black hoodie outside the vid, and I asked you for a lighter. You lit my cigarette and we talked about our wishes for the new year. We heard the countdown starting and decided to stay outside. I... I started to cry, and you kissed me, and then we started to make out. After a minute, I felt something warm and realized that you pissed yourself. I pushed you away, and that's when you ran, but I wish you had stayed. You peed on me, but it's okay. I just want to know who you are. Please reply, and when you do, tell me why I started crying so I know it's you. If you remember. Strange that she's crying before she gets peed on. You think she would cry after she gets peed on? I think she was crying because she needed a good golden shower and then it <laughs> happened and she was like, why did you run away? Do you get that feeling sometimes like hunger or thirst where you're just like, I just need a golden shower right now? <laughs> you know, I don't want to make any of our listeners who enjoy a golden shower to feel bad, but I personally have never felt the calling for a golden shower. <laughs> Me neither. At I just all. really, I love when it's called it sounds so epic i mean um, speak on two girls one podcast <laughs> go on go on yeah. matthew <laughs> I want to hear Matt say it. <laughs> the, go the golden shower community yeah. it's an episode all about one. the golden girls jen's gonna love it <laughs> it sounds like something you would win at the end of a video game or something right like it's, <laughs> it's grail-esque <laughs> for certain video games that's what happens <laughs> would you like to hear the trivia answer i would definitely yes. like to stop talking about golden showers believe it or not <laughs> fair enough Today's question is about the origin of uh, digital dating. I don't know. It certainly wasn't called that, but... Digidating. Digidating. Yeah. Uh, computational dating. This was not online dating. The, our guest today will discuss the beginnings of that. But before the consumer internet, there were giant computers that would shuffle punch cards around and try to match people based on uh, compatibility quizzes that they mailed in. It was developed by two Harvard students in 1965. Interestingly, there was another similar service in the UK or Europe uh, the year before. So it's not the first one, but this was the first in the US. Uh, the question today was, what is this called? A, matchmaker, matchmaker, B, compatibility, or C, operation match? Allie, you went with uh, Fiddler, yeah? <laughs> Only because I cannot let my people down. Yeah, no, fair, enough, fair enough. And Jen, you. I don't went believe with... it's the right answer, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like but the I'm strategy. sticking with it. <laughs> Jen, you went with the clean uh, compatibility. Choice B, just that clean, simple. Is that right? 
yeah, I can hear somebody saying that in an old-timey 1960s voice. <laughs> Compatibility. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what that means. But yeah, sure. It's clean and simple. Let's do it. What's your old-timey 1960s voice? I think an old-time 60s voice would sound like ca- like mid-Atlantic, but me- that's probably 40s. Like a Catherine Hepburn. It's almost like what you do. Compatibility. Newscaster. Compatibility. Compatibility. All right, let's stop because I'm sure this is very annoying to you listeners. Riveting Uh, radio. The correct answer is C, Operation Match. (gasps) Okay, for the record, that's the one that I said I thought was right, but I was sticking with my people. Yep. Wow. Matt, you change it up every week. That one was too obvious and it was the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. Very kind of boring. So um, the, oh, actually the the name of the company. So that was the name of the the product, the system that they devised. The company was called like Compatibility Research Inc. It was like the most boring name. It started with like college age singles, Harvard, and then had up to 70,000 applicants. Some of them are even still married today. Wow. Uh, They gained national exposure on the game show To Tell the Truth. I think uh, the the television show got wind of the the project and uh, featured them and they were getting letters from all over the the country, maybe even all over the world. Insane. That story I find strangely delightful. You know what I mean? Because you know, it's like, oh, love letters and now we get dick pics. This is like this weird in between where it's like, this is like the modern day love letter that they had to like fill out these questionnaires and go to these lengths. And I love that like America was so taken aback by this story because it was so novel and now it's like that's kind of how everybody meets how it works Um, but in like a really dumbed down way I love that they gave it kind of like a militaristic name it just sounds like because like people were flying to the moon around then operation (laughs) get people to fuck each other get laid (laughs) so interestingly on the 538 they did a a little mini documentary about the computer dating service and the, the founders of it and also the people who used it most of them are, are older at this point. Some, some of them are still married. Uh, but there was one woman who talked about how she got her five matches in the mail. And it was, an, it was a, a list of names and addresses and phone numbers. But at the time, it was very customary for the man to make the first contact, to reach out. So like a lot of women would get their matches and just like kind of like wait for the phone to ring because it was not like oh. acceptable. It was, it was a very interesting observation. Yeah. From the 60s. And now we have Bumble. <sighs> oh, come. I fucking hate Bumble so much. <laughs> Guys, I deleted Tinder again, as you know, and I am now trying Bumble. And oh. I just resent so much that people call it the feminist dating app because what is feminist about women having to do all the work? Anyhow, I find, <laughs> I think that story about Operation Matchmaker Matchmaker is, I find it strangely adorable. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do too. Um, well, I think it's time to speak with our guests. What do you guys think? Definitely. Let's do it. Okay, oh, guys. Yeah. All right. So we. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. Now we're scouting. All right. We are so excited right now. We're so excited right now to speak with Gary Kremen. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, inventor, investor. He has many projects and companies and interests, but we're speaking to him today about the fact that he founded Match.com. Welcome, Gary. I'm honored to be here today. All right, Gary. We read that you launched Match back in 1994. That's right. I started thinking about it in 93, but launched it in 94 when I came up with the idea for online dating. We would love to hear what was the landscape like back then and how did you get the idea to invent the phenomenon that has ruined my life? Oh, we'll have to discuss that issue of your life being ruined, but (laughs) sometimes the best entrepreneurial ideas are the ones you can kind of personally understand the problem. And my problem was, I needed to find the right person to marry, and I wasn't getting quality dates. Oh, okay. Uh, So you can understand the challenge, right? I understand your soul. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe we could work on your challenge that you're having right now. But I can't uh, wait. (laughs) So I was doing back then one method of meeting people, other than friends' introduction and going to bars and hoping things helped you randomly was uh, the personal ads in the back of newspapers. Is anyone familiar with these? I've heard lore. 
Lore. <laughs> That's a good word for it. Lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, a lot of newspapers, especially the alternative newspapers, actually got most of their money from the classified advertisements and within classifieds. Uh, they would put, people would pay money to put ads. And then when you would want to contact the person, you'd have to leave a message on a 900 number. So it was a double way to make income. And especially the alternative newspapers did really well with this model. And uh, I was using them and spending thousands of dollars trying to find Ms. Wright unsuccessfully. Wow. wow. So were you actively dating people from personals? And how, how did that go? I was actively dating um, someone better than others. Uh, my best, uh, I had some low points. My best uh, method was I had a good uh, strategy where I, I, I studied women and who women trusted. So who do, who do you think women trust? Their fathers? I don't know. Oh, this you is, trust this your father. Got creepy wow. so fast. That's so really fast. scary. Wow. I was going to say nice guys. Police Yes, officers? you trust. You trust. Firemen. Oh, my God. Is this women's studies? Is this women's studies in college? Is that what people talk about? That's really not. Yeah. No. Firemen. Did you say firemen? I did. I just started don't. listing professions. No. You trust your nice gay friend, right? Yes. Yes. Sure. So I came up with this idea. Why don't I, ha- why don't I put ads in gay newspapers with my gay friend with the logic that if you say gay man, straight man, the hard to get to women will go, oh, well, my gay friend is introducing me. So I trust. So I'll go on the date. Wait, back up. Uh, wait, so I, I'm, I'm confused. So ads in the gay papers that you were two friends looking for two people to date? Yeah. Gay okay. guy, straight guy looking for guy and his hag fag friend. Okay. This is yeah. crafty. Wow. I, do you see what I'm saying? It's a different distribution channel. Why doesn't that dating site exist? Because I, I know. Have, Isn't that a good question? Shout out to my friend Brandt. You and I would double all the fucking time. I can't wait to send him this. You, you, you get the logic. In fact, I just recently found the ad that I was doing in like 91, 92. Can so you I please send ad. us that ad? I need to see that. <laughs> But the other thing that's great about that from my perspective is if the date sucked, I would still get to hang out with Brand. Exactly. Exactly. There are so exactly. many wins here. So many wins. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Go so on. You, go on. So, so I was doing things like that. Um, did you have a gay friend or did you have to go find one? Like what was Simon that? Glinsky. Friend of mine. Oh, shout school. out to Simon. Simon. Simon, who was actually uh, very helpful early on at Match.com too. So great guy. So, but, but I was doing that and, you know, sometimes it was hit or miss and stuff like that. Uh, And that was it. It it was classified section, classified setups and who you happen to meet, right? Right. And the challenge was there wasn't quick interaction. There wasn't, uh, you know, you didn't have audio, you didn't have video, you didn't have a picture. So what was happening at the same time as I was doing uh, one of my first startups I did, which was selling some software online on the nascent internet, world's first open source software company, taking software, downloading it on a modem, if you remember that word, and selling it to people at big corporations that didn't have access to it, the internet. Early 90s. Yes. Early 90s. Uh Early 90s. So one day, uh, an email, and this was all done through email because the web, there was no web or very little. It was very academic academic and uh we would and what was happening is companies were on things like lotus notes and they started hooking up to the outside world so you could used to be only to send email internally within a company but people started hooking it up from the outside world and and we would start getting purchase orders for our software maybe it was a couple hundred bucks and that was good because that meant we could eat that week Um, i love eating (laughs) yes i've done a lot of that myself so one day we get a purchase order uh, from Hewlett Packard, I'll never forget the day. It was like for seven hundred dollars. So my partner comes running in, goes, "Oh my god, we just got a seven hundred dollar order." And I look at it and I go, "Oh, look at it. it's from it, it says from a woman. She sent it." And he goes, "Well, probably the admin uh, of the person who's ordering it." And I go, "Yeah, but do you think she's cute?" <laughs> okay, all right. 
And then <laughs> what are you not following here? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, an, an attachment's just been invented. And I said, well, what if we could convince her to take her picture to Kinko, scan it in and send it to us? Not creepy at all. We've discussed That's on the not- podcast before. Kinko's wow. is for kink. Yeah. <laughs> well, you okay. got to remember the time. This is really back in the day. So how did you convince her? Well, I didn't, but it was the genesis of the idea that, like, why don't we use email for a dating service? And you could attach pictures, and you could fill out a profile in an email form, and I can write a piece of software to parse through it all and then look up in a database and find the closest match. That was the genesis. Mm -hmm. This is before the web. And I quit that company that I started called Los Altos Technologies, moved from you know the San Jose area up to the city. At the same time, we got a new CEO who would ha- hold prayer meetings before the companies. Mm, that's appropriate. <laughs> Love a good <laughs> prayer meeting. Jen and I do that too. Yeah, Matt before doesn't like it, but we always yeah. do a little prayer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Such a hater, Matt. Yeah, I pray so, for the tech to work. That's all yeah. I pray for. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so, so is too. this all making sense? That's the genesis. That was the question you asked, right? Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, the, the whole thing is is amazing and fascinating. It just really speaks to you how how much the world has changed so quickly and fundamentally. So okay, so you started this email service. Is that how it started first? The, That's tell us right. everything, it was Gary. An e- it was an email service. So you would fill out this form. And then invented the idea of anonymous email, stripping out your email name and substituting it with a different name. And uh, made a credit card cash advance, bought a server, and uh, opened up this little dating service idea. And so it was, and that's how it was launched as an email service. And how were signups in the initial launch? Because as we all know, there used to be a huge stigma around online dating, and now it couldn't be more normal, so to speak. So what was that like? There was a, you're right, there was a huge stigma. But then I, you know, it's always successful. Successful ventures might be a series of inventions or ideas. You know, the first being people would prefer something with more information than what's in the newspaper. Uh, you know, a couple lines in a newspaper with cryptic codes. They prefer, you know, more information, maybe a pic- picture or two. The second one was there was very little women online. Um, I've been online or on connectivity since the early 80s, and uh, I realized one woman would bring 50 men, especially if there was a picture. So I came up with a marketing strategy, kind of like bars used to do, of ladies' night, just focus on getting women. And we're talking about the heterosexual market, and we we definitely did stuff in the LGBTQI market, um, significant, which led to my downfall. But um, that's what we did. We focused just on making the website work for women. We didn't care if it worked well for men because we know for every woman we'd have 50 men. Did you test this on yourself to get started since it it was uh, generated from a personal need? I mean, I looked at the information, but I was dating someone at the time. So gotcha. uh, I had that rare thing that I was actually with someone, which was shocking. Because that wasn't the norm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you just mentioned it, and I read this on the internet and thought it was really interesting. Um, if it's the, on the, the internet, it must be true. Yeah, must. everything you read on the internet is true. Oh, God, the things I've read about Teletubbies and Snape Severus. Okay, um, so you ended up, so you had an argument with your VCs about servery, serving the LGBTQ market, and that's what led to you leaving. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, yeah. So it's things started working, growing at one to two, three percent a day sometimes. Well, even before that, I said, okay, we need to have diversity, inclusion, and mirror what was going on, in my opinion, in the real world living in San Francisco. But uh, I raised money from investors, and investors, it was at a time where, you know, a dating service, they didn't even want to tell their investors, the limited partners about it. And when they found out I added an LGBTQ feature to the site, uh, they were just up in arms. They were like, what if our investors find out we're going to have, we're going to lose our money. And they got their money from, you know, university pension funds and uh, family offices. And you got to look at the times, I guess, if you, if you try to 
look at it from uh, the most favorable from their position. And they told me to take it off. And I said, no, I'm serving a market that has every right to have a dating service. And we had a big disagreement that it led to, you know, she with the gold has the rules, even though they were all a bunch of men. And uh, they brought in a CEO over me. Wow. I love and hate that story so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that probably cost me a couple hundred million dollars, my decision to advocate for LGBT access. Does it, does it help that you did the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> or, yes. or not yes. so much because it absolutely you a hundred percent did the right thing yes, agreed. and you go down in history as having done the right thing uh, it's just so crazy too also i mean I, I i'm glad gay rights are advancing as much as they are but the fact that in the 90s that it, that you wouldn't serve that market it's also just insane because it speaks to how diversity is a business imperative like it's an enormous right. market that can bring you lots of dollars but you don't want to serve them so and and, and when when i would spend hours arguing their well homophobic nature but even when i try to get past that i would try to make a dollars and cents just rate of return argument and it was like talking to stonewall uh it was it was crazy it just shows how people's prejudices can affect the bottom line and in a capitalist society that just makes no sense to me it still doesn't to this day yeah you no, know, i mean it's course. still a problem where people don't want to serve certain markets and then yeah they're losing out uh, my, my friend has a huge business just based on the fact that he's totally down to serve the trans community he does custom suits but like nobody else wants to serve them and it's fucking nuts that's Anywho. a great example but yeah. i had these conservative investors that had white shoe investors behind him and they were just absolutely opposed to that they were absolutely opposed to any kind of dating that wouldn't lead to marriage you know like uh, you know, missionary for sex. A longer sean <laughs> no they were for that maybe yeah um, uh, time's but, uh, up straight white assholes time's yeah. not up they run everything they run everything uh, okay so yeah so i don't know we got off on a tangent a little bit but uh, no it's not a tangent i love it this is the episode <laughs> this yeah, is yeah that was the is. double tangent and you know their intransience and their beliefs caused them to lose all the money and at the end of the day i was the only one who made any a little bit of money on the whole thing but because of their intransience but that's another story why we could tell that one so Gary, I'm curious, when this first started, did you notice anything about the way that people were dating one another? Were people on this site looking for relationships? Were they looking for hookups? What was the culture around dating like at the time? Well, again, there was this huge pressure for my investors to like ban hookups. You know, it was crazy. Uh, they said, no, it has to be this long-term relationship. But I observed what was going on and it was clearly people were mirroring what goes on in uh, the non-online world, even which was 95% of the market at the time. And some were people, it was a continuum and a spectrum. But the focus was because of this investor pressure on long-term marriage, long-term relationship marriage at mm -hmm. the end of the day. They kind of made me do what they wanted to do. So you departed, and I, I don't know if, if after that you were like, fuck it, or uh, if you still... Well, I didn't, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this was over a, this was over a couple year period. I, I stayed on the board, but, uh, you know, when you're not CEO, at least at the time, it was, I actually should have stayed, but it is what it is, you know. Well, can you talk to us from your, you know, insider perspective about how the online dating landscape grew and changed or what contributed to the stigma disappearing? Just the, I mean, it's because it is so fascinating how online dating has completely taken over. And so I've been there from the beginning. What, what can you tell us about how that grew? Well, you know, it's funny, you know, we we're talking about um, LGBTQI. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like, the acceptance, how do you accept, when you were from a, a non-accepting world, how did acceptance happen? Well, you met someone who, uh, uh, let's say, was, uh, you know, trans, and you're like, oh, this is just a person. And I think same analogy is here, which is, oh, you met someone who met someone online? Oh, well, that's, they're, they're good people, so uh, what's wrong with that? So. That was one of the, uh, I would say that's one of the things that happened, if that makes sense. 
Totally. I have a friend who married someone and she kept telling me that they met through a mutual friend. And then at the wedding, I realized that I'd never met the mutual friend. And then I realized they met online and I was really pretty pissed, pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. I, I that, it's ridiculous. That was, that was in the beginning uh, a lot. Yeah. This was like, so they got married in like 09 and she knew I was online dating and I'd be like bitching about online dating. And she was never like, well, you know, me and my husband, met. Like, it was absurd. And then I figured it out. And I was like, you whore. Anyway. Um, well, I was going to say, I didn't start online dating until a year ago. And I think the well, thing that I was holding you, out... Well, fuck you, Jennifer. I know. <laughs> no, but yeah. I think I... Oh, Jennifer's so pure. Oh, I would I'm just be pure. people who, from my reading group from Oxford graduates or whatever. <laughs> you know what, Gary? Gary just, you're, uh, you're just a pioneer. I'm an early adopter. And Jen is just I'm... late to the is, goddamn is, game. Is, yeah, exactly. Guys, I wasn't... I She's wasn't trailing. bragging. <laughs> We're ganging up. What are we going to do about her? Just to say, I know. I was skeptical of the quality of connection you can make with people because I think some of some of the apps in the last few years have earned sort of not the best reputation because it can be about hookups. But no, but that's the thing. That you really what's not- wrong with the hookup? You. What's Nothing. wrong with the hookup? Jen doesn't what are want to get laid. Saying? What's going on here? Yeah, Jen. What's up with Jen? Give us it. Yeah, There's you're nothing prude. wrong with it. It's just not, I'm not a prude, Gary. No. <laughs> yeah, Jen's actually dating like 16 men right now. Stop. If you're not a prude, send me, Snapchat me right now. Go to the bathroom. All right. All right. <laughs> No, but I did want to go to what you were saying, Jenna. You think it's like not a deep, serious connection. It isn't while it's online. The idea is still that you go meet offline. Yeah, you get offline. What's wrong, Jen? (laughs) People just have to have the right intentions going into it. And I I think some people like just want to have fun. But that's fine, too. It's nothing wrong with that. It wasn't my intention. Where are you at? It's just aligned intentions. You need aligned intentions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Were you going to actually tell us a story before we shamed? Do you, Jen? <laughs> no, I so wasn't. She said you joined last year and. And, yeah. And her dating yes, life has no. been so much better. She's killing it now. Is no. she? Let's hear more about it. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it, Jen. This let's is hear really it. not what I want to talk the about. The tables have turned. Now, Jen, Jen, let's talk about this. Gary this and I are starting a podcast together, free. and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, this is like all going out on Twitter to all the eligible partners right now. Oh, this is my great. God. Uh, well, okay, here's something I want to know. Do you think you can find love through an online service? Yes, oh, Jen. Jesus, of oh, course you do. What kind of question what is, is wrong that? with her? Uh, no, you can't. No love for you ever, Jen, with Jen, this attitude. We need a new intervention on her. I'm going to leave. Trying. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> so yeah, Jen's out. There's been millions of marriages through online dating. But are they in love? Oh, I mean, you could Christ, ask that about on. all marriages, Matthew. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <sighs> Anywho. All right. I don't know, yeah. Jen. I'm on your website right now, so we might need to <laughs> work on a couple Stop. things here. <laughs> what about her sexting in real life? Okay. You, ever meet any- you haven't met anyone? Oh, that's a video we did with the Daily Dot. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. You know what we were what we were talking about was the evolution of online dating. That's what we were talking <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. to remind us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? So what are your thoughts on how it grew and then how it gave rise to sure, Tinder and I- things like that? And that whole ecosystem. Well, as you know, match on Tinder, but um, I'm a big fan of that location-based dating. I mean, you, you know, there's not one product that may fit all sides. You know, it's evolved. Uh, match is more for long-term and uh, some things are more for, they start at hookup-based, but any hookup can lead to uh, uh, long-term and some long-term can lead to short-term. I'm, I'm for more new technology, quicker Look, there's a saying in business that contacts equal contracts. So you need to, Jen, you need to have some more dates. It's a numbers game. Yes. Well, I am learning that. Frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. I'm I'm working my way through. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So before we move on too, too much, we do want to hear a little bit more about the early days of Match. So what else can you tell us? Yeah. So we did some pretty innovative stuff, you know, invented anonymity we invented the idea of web pages different web pages for different people got some patents there i think we were probably the first technology company to hire women in numbers uh wait what general (laughs) manager what (laughs) (laughs) yeah even if there is some today maybe we're the first and only whoa Uh, can you expand on that (laughs) 
Oh, my God. Well, you know, there was a belief that only men could do technology and startups that didn't probably change for 15 years. Yeah, that belief still exists. <laughs> I've been yeah, on some well, Tinder dates with dudes <laughs> who yeah. have told me that women just aren't interested in technology. And then I send them reading material. And when it's clear that they've read it, I ghost. I'm educating men one <laughs> Tinder date at a time. Oh, thank you, Allie. Yeah. Yes, I send them that. Uh, making. Yeah, I send them the video from the Clayman Institute for Gender Studies called Leveling the Ooh, Playing Field. Yeah, it's generally snaps. that's my go-to. Nice work. Anyway, okay, so so you were like, fuck this, we're gonna hire some women. <laughs> Crazy. That's right. Isn't that insane? And uh, a, a woman to run kind of the business unit, and because my belief was, at least at the time, the idea was. You have to have a product and service that was focused on women only. And this idea that, you know, men weren't, uh, they were ancillary to the process. But that was no, kind no, of unique men, at men the time. Men know what women want. Men, men are great at speaking for women. That's how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go kill so, myself. Yeah. So, no, seriously. But the resistance that I had at the time, what? You want to hire women managers? You want women to design a product? What is wrong with you? That's against all convention. Uh, had a lot of fights over gender issues. It was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, because this was also the 90s. It wasn't that long ago. Like, I love how, I mean, I hate, everyone's like, oh, me too. Things are changing for women. And I'm like, this is the tip of the iceberg. Like, all of, yeah. it, the idea of women being able to do anything is so fucking new. Okay. Uh, I, I have an answer. I have a tangential question. Gary, you mentioned uh, creating web pages, individual pages for users. Does that mean, and, and that you, you, you said the word invented or created, does that mean you created the profile? The online profile is that accurate? No, I mean before um, we got there, all web pages were static web pages. They wouldn't change depending on who you were or what kind of device you had. Oh, so, I you see, know, I see. Oh yeah, so this was so early on that there was probably only a couple thousand, maybe ten thousand people on the web. So the idea that a web page could be dynamic that could change based on, like, let's say, a match. That was something we came up with the idea for. And that's used by a, a couple billion people uh, yeah. every day, no not just in dating and <laughs> everything. That's actually how I would ended up making any money on the whole thing. But uh, yeah, so, you know, when you're early, sometimes you come up with inventions and ideas. The idea of the two-way match, that was our idea that I didn't have to just like you, but it would be good if you liked me, you know, duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mutual. That's a, there's an idea. Uh, so were there any specific incidents that led to waves of people signing up and its eventual ascent into so-called normalcy? Yeah. So there was first, you know, kind of zeroing on what, what questions and what worked in profiles. You know, in the beginning, we asked 200 questions, uh, kind of like in the eHarmony kind of model. We found out that's a real poor model. People just have X attention spans and what people think they want. It's really, is there someone close to me that kind of hits the uh, rough area of the is target? Is there someone hot talking? nearby? Well, it's not always hot because, uh, well, hot is in the uh, the eye and in the, the eye of, of the beholder, beholder. Mm -hmm. and it's not always images. You know, it could be what someone says. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it can. Oh well, you know, I think of that movie Kissing Jessica Stein as a great example of well, that wasn't exactly what she was looking for, but it worked out okay. Hmm. I haven't actually seen that movie, but I hear it's fantastic. I haven't either. <laughs> Great. God, it's an old it's an old school movie of the times, and I date myself sometimes with my references. No, no, I but, know the uh, movie. It's about lesbians, yeah. right? Well, yes and no, but it's about a woman who's looking for someone specific that's a soulmate, and it was about the quote that did it, and then she found out, oh, it was from a woman, but the quote was so powerful, it allowed her to expand her horizon. Mm. It was not about cool. lesbians. Mm -hmm. Got about it. Bisexuals. So transcending all genders. I don't know. Uh, okay. it's, it's, it's about that there might be, you know, many things that could work. And if you're focused on just your narrow, your ask is narrow, your, uh, your, your set of people is narrow. But if you broaden yourself out, Jen... Maybe you'll do a little better. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I've been dating so much. I know, so but it's because you started people, online. Jen. But also because she started online dating last year, so now she's killing it. I know. I know. Is I, she killing it? Let's I'm, discuss that. I'm thankful. Yeah, for she is dating. killing well, it. I mean, killing it is in like I've been dating a lot of people, but I I think she's I'm closer dating to several bachelors. I, <laughs> but I think I'm <laughs> at getting, the same time. Yeah, but uh-huh. what I want is a relationship, so I think I'm getting closer to something meaningful. But uh, who knows? You know, just keep going until we find it. Yeah, I'd get. You should be simultaneously doing therapy. I am. I am, Terry. I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yes. <laughs> Gary, what's uh, your literally. what's your other what's your dating advice for us? Uh, we're two well, single women we, in our thirties. We're fucked. Could be. Could be. I mean, there's clearly some issues that. <laughs> He's like, I got nothing. You are fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this you're, might, this you're, might end badly. No, you're, <laughs> I'm good. Can you're, I start with free? Can I start with freezing your eggs the way you're going? Oh, oh God, man, that's yeah. that's another podcast episode. That's like a whole yeah. different. It's for another a different. That's for uh, that V Life. That's another podcast that we've been. I was going to do an IVF insurance company. Yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, wow. that's another entrepreneurial. Well, venture. I know this is about to get real, but all my friends are freezing their eggs, and it is so fucking expensive unless you work for like so Google, who pays for it. It's 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 expensive. Not think of pres- the, the value of preserving your options. That is valuable there. So you don't have to panic and marry some, you know, or get with, you know, have a baby with, you know, God knows what, (laughs) you know, that is not the optimum one. It panics. Think of it like, think of it like. But guys, just guys don't have to do anything. Guys don't have to do anything. Think of it as two milligrams of Xanax every morning. You'll feel so much better. I don't feel any panic. I should, I guess, but I don't feel panicked. Yeah. Cool. All right, Gary, and enough about our, our our withering eggs. Um, okay, so do you have any other major <laughs> online dating advice to give to our listeners? I'm I'm asking for a friend. Well, I, I not, th- not of for course myself. It's, yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I I think uh, the pickiness is the killer. You know, uh, you just need to broaden your horizons, whether they be age, race binariness of gender, etc. You need to really uh, g- just get some more at-bats, so to speak. <sighs> some more rather than fewer? That's so upsetting. Mm. <sighs> Anywho. What, else you, what else you doing with your time? <laughs> Podcasting, talking to humans, you know, hanging out, yeah. eating things. Praying for my eggs. Yeah. You know. Watching them wither, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So wait, oh, oh! I did want to ask you. You have a crazy story about how you finally met your wife. Can you tell us that story? Well, that would be my ex-wife, but uh, oh, um, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, my so research only went so far. <laughs> to quote the judge, "Well, you married her." Um, oh Jesus! <laughs> I offered a reward. So here's the problem. Okay. Now, Jen, think of all your friends. I mean, maybe of three or four, but uh, at best. She's got me. She's got okay. me, and yeah. she needs okay. no one else. She needs yeah. no one of them. We're, we're, yeah. we're new, new friend. Um, so when they meet yeah. someone, think of all the people your friend can set someone up. How do you get their mind share? How do you get their eyeball? So I we, wish people would could, set people up more. That's right, but but they, they probably are, but not with you. <laughs> so... What I said is, how do I, I get am wonderful, <laughs> but yeah. a, little, a little crazy, a little crazy, yeah. a little crazy. So, so how do you get that set up among all the possible people who could be getting it? And how do you get that mind share so they think about the setup? Will you offer a reward, kind of like a lead gen fee? So I gave a lead gen fee. So if you set me up with the person I marry, you get that trip to Hawaii for two. And <gasps> it happened, Truly right? Trip to Hawaii? That's how it worked. Man, I think this is a good wow. dating site idea, like incentivizing setups. Incentivizing setup, I think, would not be a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a great title, incentivizingsetup.com, but I think it's a really good model. It, what mm-hmm. about this? Mm-hmm. Earn cash by pimping out your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you that should definitely like go buy that URL immediately. And speaking <laughs> of, that takes us to our next topic, which is you own some interesting URLs. And I think I made some money just by like sitting on um, like sex.com, right? Like, I, I, tell us those stories. What happened after yes. Match? 
it, well, it was during match, actually. It was before. So, you know, I saw even a greater vision than the just dating. I just saw the stodginess of the newspaper industry when I was researching personals and going out to talk to newspapers. There were people who thought they would have monopolies forever. And I said, well, why aren't we putting pictures in classified advertising? Why can't we communicate? Same kind of thing in dating. So I said, I want to do all the classified advertising at the same time I was doing dating. So I got jobs.com, autos.com, housing.com, property.com, all the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And sex.com, right? You had sex.com. That's right. That was actually just an afterthought. That was a good afterthought, though. Yeah, it's a good after. It's a good afterthought. No, that's, Sometimes, that's brilliant. So, so you're sitting on all of these. I'm sitting on them. I was going to use them all. So, um, and uh, what happened was, uh, what 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 happened was, uh, a guy, someone stole it from me. A five-time convicted felon convinced someone at the network solutions who is the registry of the time to turn it over to what we'll call it the bad dude you know what i mean Uh, okay and uh well five-time convicted felon it's hard to argue it's a good dude there right right, right. no for sure for sure (laughs) we're with you (laughs) just like where's this going (laughs) so where's it going is i had a big legal fight with the guy got him tossed in jail uh, and uh, ran sex.com for four or five years. So it's actually in the adult business. Is sex.com exactly what we think it is? <laughs> no, it was, I didn't want to go do the, I didn't want to be in the porn business per se. So I turned it into the Google of porn. We didn't have any content, but if you typed in, you know, dating challenged women in New York City, maybe you would come up with some content related to that. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst day of my life. Having men that are treating you bad, you know, talking about the talking about the sex. So, and then I did sell that eventually, so that didn't suck. Gary's going to do some SEO magic after the show to like point those search terms to Jen's Twitter profile, I think. That's right. Yeah, can you can you do some hacking and find us our soulmates? Can you do that? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the challenge after this whole—I got to be honest—after this whole conversation is this is going to be a tough one. Oh God! <laughs> but, but we're this so is really we're so fun. Gary, if you find me, my husband, I'll give you a trip for two to like uh, Trader yeah, Joe's. How's that sound? <laughs> How's that working out? <laughs> Uh, all right, Gary. I, I know where I know where you get the hard case. I see that right now. Wait, what? What? Yeah, you you two might be hard cases you because know. we're so fun. Because we're so oh, fun. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory. That is, I have a theory okay, that I'm it. doing better dating in my 30s than my 20s because I think in your 20s, dudes want like a hot, normal girl who's like kind of quiet. And then in their 30s, they realize, no, I want to be entertained till I die. And now I'm doing a lot better. <laughs> this is my theory. Well, when they're in their 20s, they don't want normal. But uh, maybe in their 30s, they want No, nah, in their 20s, like they're... they want like the picture perfect, like she's quiet and she's pretty. But then they realize that's like not fun for life. This is a theory uh, actually, that I have. Actually, <laughs> they want the wild one in their 20s. Um, the problem with women, many women in their 20s, not you two, is they're kind of focused on that bad boy situation that uh, usually doesn't work out that well. This is getting complicated. Anyway. It's uh, getting okay. accurate. Though, is it not? <laughs> no, I mean, not not for me, but I, uh, your, <laughs> your, your theories definitely ring true with like everything that I've heard and read. But Right. You're using a sample size of one. Gary's got a lot more data. Yeah, he's got a lot more data. So yeah. like, he's correct. I just don't know that it applies to me, but he's It correct. never does, does it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I think I, I think I spent a lot of time <laughs> in my 20s dating the very nice people that I was supposed to date and not the people that I'm actually like attracted and into. So now I'm fucking assholes. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, cool. Wow. So let's edit all of that out. Uh, JK. So, so what no, do you No, do not. <laughs> do not edit that out. <laughs> what do you have to, what, what, can you tell us just, I have like two more questions, but would you like to let the listeners know what you're up to now? Well, so I've been really focusing, you know, last 10 years in um, trying to do some give back. I started two companies in renewable energy, solar, 
And uh, in the last couple of years, I've been focused on water a lot, you know, really trying to give water to the underserved and those without. And uh, I'm an elected official. I'm responsible, one of the people responsible for providing the 2 million people in Silicon Valley with water. Yeah, that's that great. So I love cool, water. Gary. It's wonderful. I mean, Silicon Valley is really into coconut water. Are you Are supplying coconut water? Oh, my God. Or? I'm so against those people. What a scam. <laughs> it's like they should go to jail. <laughs> why is it a scam? <laughs> why? 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 I mean, I love coconut water, but just because I feel like if I'm drinking coconut water, I can close my eyes and pretend I'm somewhere else. <laughs> so for me, it's just like it's just like a fantasy thing. It's not like I believe I'm healthier. I see. Wow. There's just a lot of issues on this. Surface <laughs> on this All right. Well, Jen, I don't know about you, but I have one more question. So you, you've had a very long entrepreneurial career. And I think like the way that you founded Match and then exited from that and everything, I think it's all very fascinating. So do you have any major lessons that you could share with our audience? So I'm a big believer in, you know, focus on, let's say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, whether it be sex, food, water, uh, self-esteem, that's a good place to be. And uh, um, done okay on that focus. And then, you know, understanding the problem yourself, I think is pretty good. You know, I see a lot of startups and ideas out there where people truly don't understand the problem. They're trying to solve another group's problem. Uh, And there's nothing like being in a field and solving problems you deeply, deeply understand yourself. It's been one of the keys to my success. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gary. This has been delightful, even though you guys Gary, put me I down the entire time. I had so much fun time. with you. I, I, I had actually, so much I fun. Pretty good. We should totally do intervention on Jen. Don't you think so? How do you think we could do that? I'm in the Bay. You and I can get a drink and discuss. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> when you're in the Bay, we'll have no, no. a drink. I live in the Bay. The- I'm ready. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I know some cute guys or cute girls. Oh, my God. Set me up with men, though. I like men. <laughs> Okay. I know. I need a broad on uh, my horizons. I'll try it. Sure. Really Set me up with do. anyone. All right. All right. All right, Gary. All right. Okay. It's enough about our problems. It's been great to talk to you. All right. See you later. Jen. What? I want to apologize to you. Uh, for what, Allie? For what? <laughs> Oh, well, if, if you don't know, then we're all good. Oh, okay, we're good. We're good. You know what? I appreciate I appreciate what you guys did because I think it's a sign of love. I mean, Gary doesn't know me, but like, I think you have to tough like love, somebody to put love. them down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Wait, yeah. That seemed like a real deep thing that we should dive into. But <laughs> <laughs> that seems unhealthy. No, no I. Uh, no. It was just too much fun ganging up on you. And the deep dark secret is, if it wasn't you, it was gonna be me. <laughs> exactly. Or Matt. Well, usually it's Matt as the thing. So I know. The usually it's Matt. Usually it's Matt. Yeah. But he doesn't have a dating thing to tear apart. He was. I know. He's been married since he was a fetus. It's illegal. I know. But listen. <laughs> Matt, are you are you sure that your marriage is legal? Have you looked into that? I don't this know. This actually, that... this leads me to my business idea, guys. Are you ready? Ba- oh, God. <laughs> yes. Ready? Ready? Baby ready? marriage. Okay. Yeah. Ready? I know. We're, we're talking about freezing eggs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. A dating, service, a dating service for frozen gametes, meaning you, you freeze your eggs, you freeze your, freeze your sperm, and then the computers match up the DNA so that you oh, get the best shit. kids. And you eliminate the dating and the husbands and the wives and the marriage. You just, you just connect the DNA dots and get the best baby. Boom. Wow. It's Tinder for wow. Tinder for zygotes. Let's do it. Wow. So it's Zinder. Zinder. No, I that's great for someone who literally just wants a baby. Right. Right. I don't. Like, but I can see <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. great. Great. I'm sure there's a market for that. I could see the world heading in that direction. Yeah, I'm uh, much more interested in the life partner thing. The rest of it I don't super care about. Mm-hmm. I think Gary had a really interesting perspective on broadening your horizons. It, it's challenging to me, but I like it because you start to think about, you know, how much. So you're going to start to date women? I mean, that's basically what he's getting. He, built, he thinks I mean, we should both date women. Are we I mean, ready maybe, to date each other? I, don't, may, I mean, maybe it's time. It's all been leading in that direction. You slept in the same bed. I mean, many yeah, many times, yeah, many yeah. times in many countries and cities. And in fact, I think we're doing that again in several cities in October. Yeah, we shared a comforter. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, That's not all we shared. I know. <laughs> we room shared room service. service. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I, I have a. I have an important question that I think I would like you to unpack, both of you. Please. You ready? 
Yeah. Uh, we, no. we joke and we talk often. Ha ha ha. You're in your 30s and you're single and dating so crazy. Ha ha. And, and, and I, I believe it and, and I get it. My question for you is. You where... don't get it, but thank you for trying. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't understand the pain, Like I, I, but I respect it. And so my question for you is, where do things fall apart? Meaning like you, you guys are clearly meeting lots of dates and prospects and lots of you're meeting lots of people and going on lots of dates and having various levels of relationship with various people. And then my question that I don't understand is like, what happens where you or the person are like, ah, this isn't working? Like, what is it for you? Is it like this person is not the life partner or is it like, whoa, this person actually is super annoying? Like, wh where do you get stuck and have to start over? That's the part I, I don't know much about. Yeah, this is going to be so great for my mother to listen to. But Jen, I think you should go first. <laughs> No, but okay. seriously, because I think my parents, they, you know, they met at 22 and they just like don't understand. They're like, you're going on dates. How have you not met someone? Yeah. And and, and I'm not phrasing it like that. I'm not like, what's wrong no, with you? No, Why no, no, no. But I do. A lot of people yeah. do phrase it like that. Thank totally. you for not. And, but and I, I do think that. It it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. It's at two levels. I think the first level is chemistry. Uh, so there's so many different kinds of chemistry. And I find that the one that's most lacking with other people for me, like when it would fall apart, would be an emotional kind of intellectual chemistry, even more than the physical, because obviously you're not going to continue to see somebody if you're not physically attracted to them. But like, if you can't get in there deep enough and feel really connected to them, uh, then it's not going to progress. Um, yep. But then beyond that, if you have all of that and all systems are go and both people are willing and they want to be, you know, we both want to be involved in some sort of relationship. I guess the next level is just like that everyday shit. Like, <laughs> can you make your lives compatible enough? Are you willing to make them compatible enough with one another to keep something going? Right. And I think right. that just gets harder as you get older and people have more shit to deal with. <laughs> I, that's it, man. I, that's yeah. the perfect answer. That really makes yeah. a ton of sense because e I even feel it as just a, a, as a regular human being who has to interact with other humans as we all do it's like i'm not looking for a relationship but it's like when you meet a, a, a colleague or or a friend or, or a new or a new acquaintance it's like you you know fairly quickly of like oh this person's super fun and then you get to know them a little deeper and you're like uh we have nothing in common and i don't want to speak <laughs> to you ever again and, and i and i understand that as a just an interpersonal at an interpersonal level that makes sense yeah to me. yeah for me i just think there is a ton of luck involved in everything in life you know like and uh I certainly try to remind myself that there are people that have met the love of their lives, but they don't like their job or actually they're getting divorced. Like everybody has something. I think there's just like a lot of luck involved in life. And I'm, I'm very lucky that I, I love my job. I love my city. Like there's so many things I love about my life, but I think there is a lot of luck. Like if like you happen to meet Lauren so young, which is like delightful. I'm sure it has its own struggles in many ways, but um you know, I think you I think if you hadn't met her in fucking high school, it's possible that you would go on thousands of dates and just like not really feel that it was right until you then met her. But it's just like, I don't know. I mean, most people you meet them and like you don't want to get naked with them or hang out with them every day. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's a really finding a, a life partner is actually when you think about it, a very tall order. So I agree. And I but that gets back to what Jen said of like when you're older you have more um requirements or criteria so when we when my wife and i met we were like basically kids so it's like you were like you're a woman matter. and you want to date me no, exactly <laughs> so so and what i al always say is that we built our lives together and and sort of figured out what we wanted our lives to be together so it's not like we met as at 30 and it's like she had her life and i had my life and like oops we're not compatible because we want different things we figured that out together and that is why we work now and hopefully work you know going forward into the future but you but could argue the reverse in the sense that not you but a lot of couples who get married so young they say oh we changed and we grew so differently totally, you know totally. so it's so a lot of people say like i know this older woman who always tells me late and lasting late and lasting and it's mm -hmm. like yeah you know right. so i don't know and i always perceived it as like if you're 30 you know what you want. You, if you want kids, you know it. If you don't want kids, you don't. If you want to live here, you want to live there. You, you, you sort of know what you want out of life. And that to me feels like shouldn't dating be easier because everyone sh kind of has more shit figured out. But but I just personally not. think we're all looking for a needle in a haystack and you could go searching in that in that barn. I'm helping Jen with my farm analogies. And Thank you could you. find that Thank needle. You. you could get lucky and find that needle right away. And then the rest of us are fucking still picking over the wrong hay 
day trying to find that goddamn needle. Gary's advice would be stop looking for a needle. Just look for um, a wider Any old piece of hay. Of hay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is that good advice or bad? I, I don't know. I don't know because sometimes I'm like, I need to be more open and broaden my horizons. And then I just end up on a lot of dates I'm where I'm not interested. And when totally. I'm pickier, I might have fewer dates, but the dates are actually better. And then it's also like you're looking for a needle in a haystack. They're looking for a needle in a haystack and they might not be looking for the same needle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like right. sometimes I go, I'll go out with a guy and think we had a great time. But like he clearly has terrible judgment and he didn't have a great time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, I think like whether, you whether you're in a relationship or not, I think it's like a really fine line, that push and pull between knowing what you want and being open to change. And I guess the most successful people can like ride the space on that line like for totally. yeah and that's that's really hard because sometimes I find that I'm too stuck in what I want I'm not open enough other times I'm like way too open and I invite somebody into my life who's like clearly not the a good person for me <laughs> so yeah and but I, I imagine it's the same in a relationship because you obviously if you know somebody from really young age you're going to change a lot with that person so how do you facilitate that? And yeah, it's hard work no matter what stage you're in. <laughs> but you, you've summed it up really clearly that about yeah. uh, articulating that line is mm-hmm. everything and it makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. So that's really helpful. I mean, not that it doesn't matter to me, but like, yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. All right. So let us know, you know, where you're at with all of this, what you think the secret sauce is to finding love or finding just happiness in terms of relationships and other people. What Do that you, you? want to date me and Jen? Send us an email <laughs> with a photo attachment. That email address is 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D and at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. You could also leave us a voicemail yes. and that number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. If you don't want to date us, you can still give us your money. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. And lastly, if you want to chat with us platonically, we've got a Discord chat room, and that is discord.gg slash 2G1P. Ali, is that your 1960s mid-Atlantic accent? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. I just really <laughs> wanted to take it away there with the dating so don't forget what we're looking for this week is your bio with a photo attachment (laughs) and if you still don't want to date us or give us your money you can send us the craziest dating story that you've had we want to hear it through all of those channels I just mentioned but seriously if Jen and I met our soulmates through the podcast I think that'd be pretty funny (laughs) and fitting but what if it's each other okay Uh, then we're all then we're done here we're all done our work is done (laughs) alright thanks everybody we'll see you next week bye 2G1P is hosted by Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula then typed into Lotus Notes and faxed to the accounting department I mean edited by Matt Silverman in New York City additional editing for this episode by Lilo Minuri Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. There will be a test at the end of the semester. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. You peed on me, but it's okay.